There is a lot to be said about the friendship between one Charles Lemarcier and one Don Bringer. It goes back many, many centuries at this point. It starts when Charles is a kid. It starts with a small human child befriending a hundreds of years old elf. It starts with someone, Don Bringer, teaching Charles how to be a leader, how to grow up, how to be bigger than he thought he was, and most importantly, how to bring balance to an unbalanced place. Wind, you have just flown your way in to an explosion site and heard one of your former heroes, Cassius Dupree, tell you basically that he will kill you if you do one more thing. What do you do? I think Wind is just stunned. And it just sits there for a bit. How how could they they do this? Rose is just staring out in horror. I think after a bit, when just kind of like shakes, like okay, well we got we got to get back. We got to tell. We got to tell the others. After a good long pause, Rose slowly starts nodding. Let's move. Yeah. We start heading back. We cut back to a small planet close to the Order of the Golden Wing. Jin, you are currently in the cave, also known as the Fortress, the Clubhouse. It's been gone through many different names throughout the years. What are you doing? Honestly... Jin's taking a nap. All this stuff has been going on. She's got so much in her head. She's not getting straight answers from anybody. Uh, Blue's off in a tizzy, writing stuff all over this board. She just doesn't see any way she can be helpful, so she's going to rest a little. So she's in a corner of the cave with her back to the wall, sleeping. Okay, I'm going to get back to that in a second. Holy crap. Um, Anna, you are off collecting firewood yep not a care in the world hope nothing horrible just happened (laughs) do you say that out loud in character yes because (laughs) i used my character voice so i have no choice now (laughs) that was also said out loud in character yeah i don't know who i'm talking to at this point we're becoming self-aware oh no I'm just out gathering firewood. Spirit materializes. Uh, They don't notice you, but he is about 20 feet to your right. Um, There's a lot of woods in between you, so it's a little bit obfuscated. Um, But you see this person materialize and then just kind (laughs) of start heavily breathing and like trying to calm themselves down. Uh, hey, uh, spirit, was it? Uh, yeah, what? No, oh, uh, hi. Hi, hi. Are you okay? What's uh, going on? Uh, well, uh, well, when I was, um, talking with your friend, the, uh, the, uh, Jin, Jin? Yeah. 
um, you're asking a lot of questions and I didn't know the answers and then I felt bad for not knowing the answers and I had to go away because I couldn't, I didn't know the answers and now I don't know I because it's- Hey, shh, shh, it's okay, it's okay. She asks a lot of questions and she can be pretty intense sometimes. It's, it's alright, that's just sort of how she is. Don't worry about it, it's not a reflection on you. But, but, Sometimes but, you can't answer all the questions. Right, but there were questions about the things that, that I believed and that I practiced. And if I don't know the answers to that, then what's the purpose of believing it and practicing it? <gasps> I, oh. I got, that. That is a pretty difficult thing to face. I mean, what if religion, if there weren't, what would religion be if there weren't pause for doubts here and there? I don't know if I, I mean, like, you may not classify that as a religion, more of just, like, your lifestyle that you've based things in, but, you know, when you start to find chinks in the armor, it can freak you out at times. Blue, we know you're in the cave. What are you doing? Um, I'm probably still trying to figure things out, make connections between things, and trying to... Not plan out our next move, because we need the whole group for that, but just try to get us ready to have that discussion. So I kind of have the whole map of how I see everything connecting, and then I have another thing that's, you know, a column of things we know, and then a column of current mysteries, things we still don't know, and then... After that is done, I'm just going to kind of chill. Perfect. When, as you and Rose and Molly uh, are flying back, uh, first, Molly, what does Molly dream of? <laughs> I just want to know. Oh, she probably has just like some kind of mundane dream where it doesn't even seem really fantastical but it's just I don't know her and Shelly probably just doing stuff around the house little chores nothing really <laughs> fantastical nothing, nothing fantastical but fantastical to Molly which is yeah Molly make a constitution check okay uh, 22. 22. Perfect. That is uh, more than enough. Um, you are slowly starting to stir back awake as you feel the ship moving again. Wind, Ro Rose, what, oh. what What? happened with that, that big light we were looking for? Uh, good morning, Molly. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> um, wh why did I just fall asleep? <laughs> I'm very sorry. That's um, I didn't. I didn't mean uh, to. I don't know what's going on that, with me. <laughs> that was my bad. I should have warned you about the speed up. You kind of bounced around the cockpit. That was my bad. Sorry. Uh, I, I mean, we're sitting three in here. It can be a bit dangerous. I guess. I don't know. Look, and and she's. She's sort of looks grim for a moment and and tries to push out the words 
the I, it, there was there was a lot of debris. We've got some footage. We, I think maybe we should explain it properly more when we're all together. The uh, star gang, the bad, the bad guys. Uh, they blew up a planet. Oh my goodness. We cut back to Jin. Jin, you wake up. Well, that's good. Not in the cave. That's less good. (laughs) You wake up in a place that you know all too well. Before you, you see a small fleet of small hovering robots flying around fixing a damaged window. Am I? Am I at Star? As soon as that thought crosses your mind, you hear the door slide open and you see Charles Lemarcier walk into the room. I I try to hide. Roll an insight check. Yeah, okay. 26. They don't even spot you. They don't see, like, Charles does not seem like he even knows you are there. Like, am I in the middle of the room and they're looking right through me kind of deal? You are the last spot that Rat was in the office. I I do that cliche thing where I, like, wave my hand in front of someone's face As soon as you do, this is the first time you've probably looked at your own hands and stuff. They're translucent. Oh, no. Um, okay. Um, Jin is definitely a little bit freaked out, but two in a daze by whatever's going on to do anything, so she's just gonna watch whatever happens next. Charles slams in the seat behind his desk. And in walks Martha Blackhill, accompanied by her pet. In quickly after that, only a few minutes later, uh, breaking this like long stretch of silence in the office, Cassius Dupree walks in. The door slides shut as Charles says, Right, well, we gotta figure this out. Martha looks at him and says, Well, I don't understand why this is going on. They shouldn't remember that robot. No one should. Charles briefly pauses, chuckles, and says, Well, no shit. No shit they shouldn't remember the robot. No one on Earth should. Your pet's designed to take care of that. Your pet's the one that's making this a mess. Martha briefly looks around and says, I can easily make people forget you too, darling. Cassius sits down and slumps in his seat, clutching his side, um, where it looks like he's been beat up pretty bad and pretty recently. Charles nods, looks around and says, Right, but what if they catch on to us? We've got to do something, make them scared, rile them up, do something. 
it isn't more than a second later before the door slides open and a tiny goblin that you vaguely remember working at the school walks in and says, Right, well, see, I've been working on something. As Crash and Burn, the mechanics teacher, walks into the office. Crash pulls out a blueprint and lays it out on Charles's desk and said, You remember the bomb? The bomb, the one that did the stuff that made us better. Charles instantly says, yeah, well, what about it? What are you going to do? He said, well, remember, we had the cool name, A-Rad. Cool bomb, right? It's great. Atomic radiation and displacement. It takes the thing and moves it somewhere else. <laughs> Charles nods and says, yeah, I know exactly what happens. What are you talking about? Crash smiles and says, well, I got a prototype, a new A-Rad. This time it's not displacement, it's destruction. At this point, Cassius sniffs the air and says, something is here. And starts to look around. Jin, make an insight check. Okay. Is my last one not going to carry it's a new one? No. Not this time. That is another 26. <laughs> I can confirm. Jeez. You look and you can tell that Cassius is sensing something. You don't know what it is. You can tell that he's sensing something and that the more he moves his head, the more it moves in your direction. I Can I move? Can I move from my spot or am I like frozen watching this? You can move in your spot, but you are unable to move from your spot. Um, What is like the layout of the room? Like how near is anyone to me? Uh, they're about five feet in front of you currently. Um, they are all huddled around Charles's desk. Uh, the door is about five feet behind you, and you have about 20 feet, uh, left and right of you to, towards the walls. Where's the snake thing? It is to the, it is on your left, kind of in between you and Charles's desk. Okay, so there's, there's really nothing I can, like, scooch toward to mask my presence, is there? Not really, bud. Um. Jin's just gonna crouch down. If she can't move, she's just gonna get low. Cassius continues to sniff the air before locking eyes on you and says, All Right, so we need to use that bomb a little sooner than thought. Jin, you wake up in the cave. I need to tell everyone. And then Jin immediately runs to wherever the nearest people are. Blue is not too far from you. Um, but as you start to like run around, I think as you look out from the cave, you see that Fang is getting close to the planet. We cut back to the three on the planet as wind slowly pulls up. 
Okay, so Jin is totally, like, running out of the cave. Like, she grabbed Blue and was like, we need to talk. And so she's, like, making a big old commotion and getting everyone gathered as they're landing. I'm in the woods. Gotta come find me. Yeah, sure. I'll come. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure if I start shouting, you'll hear. Yeah. Uh, Wind, as you go to land, you see Jin and Blue and Anna waiting for you. Also, I want to say I brought back some really choice wood. There's, yes, there <laughs> oh, is yeah. some choice, like, th- w- logs that are perfect, because it's not, they're not so wet that they're going to, like, not catch, but they're not so dry that they're going to burn super fast. It's that perfect midpoint where it's even some of the tree's aroma is going to burn and become, like, this really nice scented air. Oh, it's a beautiful time. You were saying all the right things that were supposed to follow choice wood, and I'm really excited. About yeah, no, no, that that was just that was just too perfect. <sighs> Listen, there's one thing Caleb Burley knows, and that's wood. <laughs> it's that choice should... wood. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, there it is. Got your cherry, your maple. You got some apple wood in there. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Okay. Freaking apple wood. Look yeah. at you trying to change it. Look. Back to the thing. <laughs> Back to the importance. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um So Jin basically doesn't give them any time to land or think like she dives right into everything she saw in her vision she talks about how crash and burn is totally evil and how um him and charles and martha and uh what's the other one cassius cassius i almost yeah so cassius they're all like they've advanced the arad bomb and they're gonna do something even worse and And while jen is talking Rose interrupts, only by putting her hand on Jin's shoulder, and she sort of looks, she turns and looks at, and says, Yes? They've already blown up a planet. Jin slumps to her knees. And Rose sends out the footage to everyone. Once once she's there, she, she just ensures everyone everyone present receives it in the group not i don't know if win's friends are there i don't think they are but yeah she she sends it out and she sort of she also sort of finds her like sitting on the ground they blew up a planet rose nods guys how are we gonna fight that i i don't know was there life on this planet? Yes. Yes. Don't look at the footage I sent you if you... Very obvious signs of it. Well, what, what, did, what, did they, what did they do on that planet? What made, what made them targets of this bomb? I think it was just random. They just would trying to threaten us and they picked a random planet and blew it up is there any way we can get in touch with jord because i I don't know who else we can really trust right now 
before we do anything, we need to evacuate the monastery. They know we're here. They do? I think so. I... How else would they blow up that planet? They knew what we would see. They had they... to know we were here. But they don't know exactly where the monastery is, so I don't think we need to yeah. leave immediately. Uh, I... I mean, whether they know where the monastery is or not, they are absolutely going to find it, and they're absolutely not going to show it mercy. I'm sure that's where they'd assume we go next. I will say they shouldn't know where it is, and also, I think this might seem like having too much faith in the monastery. I think they can hold their own. Like, I, uh, we can probably still tell Don Bringer, but we should pro- he, sh- he would probably have the, the last say on if they should evacuate. Well, then let's go, let's go yeah, to Yeah, we him. need to get back. I think that's possible. good. I think also we could prop, there's probably a way to contact George on the school ship. So, like, it, you guys, we could, like, split off. We could go back there. You guys could try to contact Jorg. I could run and try and just tell Dombringer. I mean, if anything, I told him, like I said earlier, I told him about, you know, Charles trying to kill us, and he was actually surprised. So, like, he probably won't be too happy about this anyway. I don't imagine any of the people in the monastery being happy about such devastation. Yeah. Mm. All for a message. I swear I will. Uh, I, and then Rose sort of just slams her fist into the ground. I, I can't. We can't let this happen again. Innocent people, innocent lives, an innocent world. Of that value. We are just students from a school. In in my dream, they they said we shouldn't remember Rust. That there was there should be no one who remembers Rust and that us remembering messes stuff up. I think that's why they're coming is they did something to Rust for whatever reason, and they can't have us know, but we do know. I guess we can try and figure out why we know, but... I think for now, it would be best if we just head back to the monastery. I was going to say the try same and thing. contact George, and I Jorg. can... It's, it's, it's... Jorg. You've Did called, I say George? You, 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 you said, said here's the thing. You, you said, said George you said twice, twice now. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt George. you. Yeah. I'm you. so mad. I'm so sorry. No, we've we're we're. George, I, I keep wanting to copy your accent. I'm sorry. We 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 are furious at you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I will. I <laughs> I will put myself into timeout. I will remain silent for the rest of the trip. Uh, let's go. <laughs> when quietly gets onto <laughs> the rowdy boys ship and just <laughs> pre- pre- prepares it for leaving. We put a dunce cap on his head on his head that says George in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear rolls down his eye. 
the the rowdy boys uh, eventually join. It's only a few minutes later. They kind of were like in the hangout and saw you guys having a fairly intense conversation and gave you guys some space until they perceived it to be over. Um, and once Wind walked onto the ship, they walked over pretty immediately afterwards. Um, so you guys are heading back. What What is the plan once you get to the monastery? Um, I think a group of us are going to go to the ship and try to contact Jorg. And Wind mm-hmm. is going to go talk to the people in charge. And Jin is going to follow Wind. That's all I know. Yeah, and while... While the ship group is doing stuff for the ship, um, or contacting Jorg, um, I'm going to want to take, like, do some um, tech stuff on the the ship itself. Yeah. Perfect. Anna's going to tech Shelly. She doesn't exactly know what to do. She doesn't exactly know what to do in this moment, and uh, not a lot's... uh, it's not a very happy situation, so she's going to text Shelly. And then just ask, Hey, how are things at school? Oh, man. Uh, you get a text back pretty quickly? Great! Nothing's really been going on, just normal school stuff, I guess. Ha ha ha. Cool. I would say the same, but that's um, not even remotely true, and why would I say that? Um... <laughs> Yeah, things where we're at are pretty interesting. Hope that we head back soon so we can hang out. Sounds good. What's going on? Question mark. Ah, uh, just this, uh... This mission's turned out to be a sort of tough one. But we are doing the best we can. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Coolio Beans. Coolio Beans. Rose is gonna go back up to the observatory and she's just gonna resume that exact position where she's just sitting, knees up against her chest, sort of staring up at the stars, but this time she just looks a bit, she looks quite troubled. I'll get back to that in a second, Rose. There's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that's gonna go on. As you guys land at the monastery, we have Anna and Anna and Molly at the ship trying to contact Jorg, if I'm thinking right. Yes. And then Blue is going to be doing some tech stuff on the ship. Yeah. Rose is going to be there, and then Jin and Wind are going to go talk to Dawnbringer. Cool, 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 cool. Order of events. Blue. What would you like to do to the ship? Okay, so um, since Blue has kind of confirmation that at least Fang was tracked, Blue wants to kind of see if they can sever the ship completely from the school system, but then install some kind of software some kind of, that makes it look like it's still in, if that makes sense interesting make a make a tech check tech check that was a nat one but can i use baby bot to use the health action 
Yes, yeah. Baby bot, baby bot kind of whirs and whizzes around your head and is like kind of doing a search on how to do this within himself. Like within his own processors, giving you the help action. That's still just a 12. So I'm going to flash of genius that and make it a 17. Hey, perfect. Probably still not enough because I want to do something major, but... I mean, seven, 17, you know that you could, you couldn't sever everything. Like, if you severed all connections from the school, Bella would shut down. Edward would, like, pretty much go inert and not work anymore. Um, therefore, making the ship not work. Um you can, however, with a 17, you can turn off completely certain sections of the, uh, what am I thinking? The user interface, like the operations. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I just want to make sure that um, the ship can't know where we are and that the ship, that the, or the ship, the school doesn't know where we are and that the um you know how the the any kind of control override there might be from the school is also disabled yeah you are able to pretty quickly go in and disable uh i mean they're they're all pretty labeled you know like it's easy to find everything you're looking for you're able to find uh automatic control override and you're able to go in and turn that off um tracking was already mm-hmm. off um however the like base the only thing that would be like semi tracking is like uh the gps the galactic positioning system mm-hmm. um uh-huh. and y- you can turn that off um it would just make traveling a little bit harder, but you also know that you have Rose who knows the stars super Rose. well, so you know that <laughs> she can navigate yeah. by the stars. That's fine. Yeah, because I want to do that, and I also oh, yeah. the you know the thing that was that Jin just disabled by voice command. I also want to just kind of like delete that thing from the system so it couldn't even be turned back on. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. You are able to do that. Um, as you go to delete, Bella comes over and says, Bella comes over the intercom system and just says, Why, why are we messing with my operations? Blue kind of, does Bella have, similar to the Ira thing, does Bella have a, um, like kind of console type thing where you can type messages to her. Okay. Yes. Indeed. So I'm gonna say not messing, improving. Improvement, darling. I'm perfection. There's nothing to improve. We can all use a little help. This sounds like something I will regret letting you do later. But who knows? I'm just the ship. That's all I'm good for. Just the ship. Blue makes a mental note. 
to mess with her programming later. <laughs> uh, with that, we cut back to Rose. Rose, as you walk up into the observatory, you see that all five of the leaders of the monastery are now in here, all staring up. Uh, Rose sort of freezes for a second, not knowing if she should be here. But also, her need to look at the stars is kind of driving her forward, so she continues moving after just a moment. And she approaches the group. As you approach, Dawnbringer, without hesitation, just says, Rose, would you look at the scales for a second? She steps forward. She looks up. She wanted to look at the scales, so she's perfectly fine with doing so. As you look at them, they're even further out of balance than they were. She, she tilts her head, what like trying to take in all of the changes that she noticed, the minute differences, the little shifts that caused the scales to be so overwhelmingly changed. And... Her mouth gapes. All from the destruction of one time. She mutters to herself very quietly. Uh, oh, okay. She, she say that quietly. Uh, make a. I mean, they could probably they could probably inside it, but she's she says it out loud. Yeah, I was about to say uh, make a uh, uh, stealth. I guess would be a good. Yeah, you know stealth will do. I roll a nat 20 plus 2. Okay, so far only one person would notice. Only one, <laughs> one person rolled a nat 20 as well. That's fine. She did a boo-boo, but she doesn't realize it because she's in a bit of shock right now. As you barely audibly say that out loud, Stormseeker looks over and says, The planet? After that, a moment, she sort of realizes her mistake, uh, she, and she cannot. She she is very bad at sort of differentiating between between everyone. Like in terms of, she's met them. She gets she like she can recognize who they are, but in terms of importance and ranking and everything, she has mm -hmm. no clue. So she's just like. Very reluctantly nods and says, you'll have to speak to Wind about it. Because she wants to sort of dismiss herself from the situation so she doesn't make any further mistakes. Stormseeker nods slightly and then goes back to looking at the scales. Uh, you hear the rest of them speaking um, in... Uh, what languages does Rose speak? She speaks Celestial, Common, Druidic, and Elvish. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it what, takes you, what language it, are they speaking? It takes you a second to recognize it, 
because it's been a long time since you've heard it, but you hear the five heads of the Order of the Golden Wings speaking to each other in Celestial. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> She's not gonna show that she knows. Like, she, at least she's not gonna like overly indicate that she can understand. Yeah, make a let. Let's call it a deception check with advantage, though. Okay. Uh, fifteen. You're able to kind of keep it under wraps. Um, as you hear them back and forth, there's a lot of like jargon that you don't quite understand a lot of stuff specific to the order of the golden wing that just kind of flies over your head however you get this gist from their conversation one this is not this is the furthest unbalanced the scales have ever been two they have to do something to fix it facts fast and three they don't particularly care what they have to do. They're going to do it. Oh. Oh, she doesn't know what to do here. But she decides to not speak in Celestial. As tempting, like, she, she's, like, it's an kind of automatic thing to her to want to speak in the language that someone else is speaking. Mm-hmm. But she decides to continue the deception I suppose and ask in common how can we fix this there's something we need to, we, know, we need to do something Dawnbringer looks over at you and says this is something that it's going to take a long time to fix unless we do something big and abrupt how can you know what you what you need to do if you don't know what caused it to become out of balance? How can you balance something against the unknown? Dawnbringer smiles and says, We do have a few tricks up our sleeves. And then he turns and walks down the stairs. Um... Jin and Wind, as you get close to the doors of the restricted section of the Order of the Golden Wing, you intercept with Dawnbringer. Dawnbringer, Dawnbringer, just the man we was looking for. Um, so there's been more uh, happenings with the uh, school. More happenings with the school. Would this have to do with something with the scales being out of balance? I mean, probably. They blew up a planet. They did what? They blew up a planet. When do you have seen Dawnbringer mad before? You see Dawnbringer furious. Right. Well, that won't stand, obviously. This is great. What are we going to do? Wind, Jin, how would you like to come into the restricted area? I've been waiting After for you, you to ask. <laughs> 
Oh, dang it, we cut in on each other's cool line. <laughs> you, after you both tried to be cool at the same time, you both failed in being cool to the point where he didn't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. With that, yeah, he says, actually, never mind. And then he, like, leaves. <laughs> yeah. With that, we cut to Molly and Anna. How do you try to contact Jorg? Is there is there like a like a FaceTime function? Like on our little communicators? Um yeah. there's there there is however you have to have the contact in there. You know that you can find his contact through the ship's database. Okay, so we're going to go to the ship then. For sure. I mean, that's where we're headed anyway, so yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um as you go to the database, what do you type in? Jorg. Jorg. No results. Oh, <gasps> come on. Okay. Anna then just types Jorg? Question mark. No results. Maybe it's one word. Jorg, Jorg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, that's our mistake. And then I type Jorg Jorg, one word. No result. Okay. God, is anybody in here? Let's try let's try looking up Cassius. Why not? Yeah, sure. Let's just add glass Yeah. I yeah, let's let's contact Cassius. L- no, I don't want to contact him. Let's just see if he's in the system. I know, but like wouldn't that like wig him out so hard if we just like called him? I'm in a weird mood right now, Molly, and I kind of feel up to prank calling Cassius Dupree. You want to prank call Cassius Dupree? Yeah, sure. So, Caleb, we're going to look up Cassius Cassius Dupree. You find his contact. Cool. Um, Hold on. Okay. Before... All right. Before we do this, let's look up one more thing just to be sure. Uh... And then Anna types in Daryl Albertson. No result. Yeah. I th- I thought that oh, might be oh, the case. Wait. Wait. Joy. Let's let's look up Joy. Let's see. If, <laughs> is this a way that we can yeah, tell like if, if they're on um, our side, they don't exist anymore? If they're on our side, they don't exist? Yeah. Yeah, maybe Joy's okay. Let me type it in. Tech, 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 tech. No result. Oh, come on, man. Um, Martha Blackhill. Yeah, all right, hold we on. Re- we already know. Okay. Hold on, hold let's on. Test our th- let's test our theory out. All right. Her contact pops up. All right, cool. I'm I'm going to I'm I'm straight up calling Cassius Dupree. <laughs> oh. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't wait a second. Isn't there like another another professor? What's I the other one? I, Help me. I think that's um, all of them. Crash, Crash is evil. Yeah, you know Crash. Yeah, is evil. I think, I think, I think, I think we know who all is evil based off of whenever Jen told us about his dream. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, forgot about that. Okay. It's all. It's all. I, I space out sometimes too. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna voice call Cassius Dupree. You hear ringing, ringing, ringing. <laughs> no results. <laughs> Yes? Who is this? 
Hello. No, I'm just kidding. All right, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Molly leans in. (laughs) Is your fridge running? Yeah, is your refrigerator running? I I believe so. This is a weird question. (laughs) Then you better go catch catch it. it. Then I hang up. Oh, oh, we got him. We totally got him. Up oh, top. Oh, my gosh. God, yes. feels good. High five. <laughs> and we he zoom died out. and we won. We zoom yeah, out he, from this, he was actually. So... We cut back. Wait, we didn't actually do anything. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> We're editing all that out? Is that? <laughs> no, you've got to. No, it's in. No, it has it's to be in, in there, but... <laughs> We've done nothing, essentially. Well, you discovered that everyone we knew that was on our side is uh Yeah, that's important information, I feel like. Or at least not reachable. Oh, you know what? I'll leave it up to you, Drew, if Anna remembers this. But you do follow Jorg on Instant Picture. I do! I'll check that in the next episode, I guess. (laughs) We zoom out from this weird scene. This weird, funny, weird scene. We cut to about 15 hours prior. We are at Star Academy. There's a brief moment where you hear bickering as doors slide open and you see Charles... Martha, Crash, and Cassius in a hidden away closet that all you can see inside is a table with straps on it. They argue back and forth and say, Right, you know we have to blow up that planet, right? That's the one. We do that. Maybe they'll get the idea. Martha looks up as she hears the door slide open and says, Right. That's the one. I think we're going to have to get rid of Jorg if we blow up his planet.